Hood Scholarship. What if I told you the Anunnaki gods are not from the planet Nibiru, and there is not one single ancient tablet found that is accredited to saying such? In 1976, during the height of the sci-fi craze, author Zachariah Sitchin released his first published book titled The Twelfth Planet. As the main catalyst for the Sumerian text to the popular mainstream audience, Zachariah Sitchin was falsely accredited with translating many of these texts that he provided not one source for. Sitchin's theory is that the Anunnaki gods came from a planet called Nibiru that belongs in our solar system and passes through every 3,600 years, and the reason they came here was to mine gold to restore their atmosphere. As stated by Anton Parks in his book Eden, in reference to Sitchin's scholarship, he says, Zachariah Sitchin insistently claimed to have found this information in certain Mesopotamian clay tablets, but that is all we may ever know. He never presented the actual documents or their translation in his publication. Now the translation Nibiru could very well possibly come from a mistranslation of the Sumerian word Nibru and or the Akkadian word Nibur, which both refer to the ancient city of Nippur, home of the god Enlil, a place on earth, not in the sky. So if the Anunnaki gods didn't come from the planet Nibiru, then where did they come from? Well, in tablet 14005, side B, starting at line 6, translated by Anton Parks, the text states, The Duku, the sacred mound, stupefies man. It is the gift who protects the gods. Let us preserve the great Duku, source of the gods, our gift that protects our retreat. Here, the text is clearly stating that the Duku is the source of the gods. Well, what exactly does Duku mean? According to Anton Parks, with the use of a Sumero-Akkadian lexicon, he writes in the notes that Du could mean a hillock, hill, or a mound. And Ku or Kug can mean holy, brilliant, or metal, thus signifying his translation of the sacred mound. And if you know the ancient Sumerian story of the pickaxe within Enlil and the story of Azazel in the 8th chapter of the book of Enoch, you'll understand the significance of metal and the gods teaching man to work with metal. It's also Anton Park's belief that the Duku on earth in Karsag is aligned with the celestial Duku in the Pleiades star system, paying homage to the homeland of the gods, an ancient narrative that also rings bells worldwide. Many of the theories the general public knows on the Anunnaki are highly fueled by Zachariah Sitchin's work, the planet Nibiru being the most popular. Also, the theory on the 3,600-year cycle of the planet Nibiru can easily be explained due to the fact that the Sumerians used a numbering system called Base 60. In the Epic of Gilgamesh, where one of the three Mesopotamian versions of Noah builds a boat with three times 3,600 units of asphalt, found on line 67. And the boat also had an area of 3,600 square meters, found on line 57. Just as there's no tablet that mentions the planet Nibiru, there's also no tablet that mentions a 3,600-year cycle of Nibiru coming. And following the trend, there's not one tablet that states the Anunnaki came here to get gold to restore their depleting atmosphere. Coincidentally enough, also in 1976, the same year which Sitchin published his first of many books on the Anunnaki, a sci-fi classic was released in British theaters known as The Man Who Fell to Earth, 
which stems from a book with the same name, published in 1963 by Walter Tevis, about an alien who came to Earth to try and bring back water to replenish his dying planet. Coincidence? So in essence, the followers of Sitchin and his work are only regurgitating a theory proposed by a lot of mistranslations and lack of sources that weren't available to him, thus culminating in a community that has been told a story opposite from what's written down on the clay tablets, similar to what has happened and what's happening to the scriptures of the Holy Bible. There's nothing new under the sun. Hood scholarship.